Greetings and welcome to the Beyond Earth show. I'm your host, Ray Trujillo, and thank you, all of you, for joining me on today's most magical, August 26, 2023, for this transmission. And I really would love to make a dedication to one of my dearest, most beautiful, uh, um, just wonderful human beings on the planet, uh, most magnanimous young gentleman, uh, my dear brother from another mother, Jaime Leon. I'd love to wish him a beautiful, happy birthday, many solar returns from this point forward, of course. And in, um, in this epoch, the timeline that we're in, it's just lovely to always have beautiful friends to surround yourself with in our karmic timelines and our uh, let's say our ancestral lineage, who we connect with and our soul contracts, what resurrects, what comes back. And as all of you who uh, listen to the show, there's this proclivity towards all that is of sacred knowledge and divinity. And so um, all of you out there that have a beloved dear friend, dear colleague, dear partner of any sort, any capacity, um, it is the Virgo season uh, commences, and we are in celebration of not only celebrating Virgos, yet also celebrating the energy of friendship, love, dynamic, of harmony, and just celebrating the life of everyone that we love and everyone who has existed before and is now residing in the heavenly spheres as well. So we honor and celebrate everyone all the time. And so, uh, Jaime. So, um, thank you for your presence today. Thank you all of you for participating. And, um, as I was mentioning in the previous two sh shows that, you know, the Venus retrogrades and how it affects our lives and how we can incorporate, the adjustments that need to be, let's say, implemented to help and restore parts of ourselves to have more of a relatability with ourselves, with others, ignite more self-care, self-love, self-compassion, and integrate more of that self-healing. And then we can also radiate that cosmic love into the ethers unto others into the world and into humanity the creature kingdom and that all comes back to us at different times throughout our life and when we consider all of the cycles in which we undergo the cycles of our planetary system the solar system the etheric body of ourselves our own inner realm and our physiological cycles as well with our, let's say, our circadian rhythm, the cycles of our life here on earth in the physical body and also in our spiritual body, which changes dramatically given what is intended with your karmic pattern. And so when we consider all of those elements and all of those aspects, then there's much to relate with there's much to reflect upon there's much to postulate and to contemplate with and just investigate with 
a joyful mind and also with a discerning mind as well that when there's that moment where you postulate upon something that's intriguing if it jumps at you if it signals to you or if there's maybe a myriad of signals perhaps there could be five collectively and like that relates that relates that relates that relates that relates and so on and if something is uncertain where there's perhaps a confusion or a perhaps a moment of where there's the clarity is not present that you need to uncover more and you want to excavate more unveil yourself more to see what could be the signal that's also fine so this is part of the grand existence of our journey here on earth in this solar realm this return that we're in and so i wanted to just extend that and preface with those contributions of our spiritual selves and our mental beings and our emotional beings and also our the sacred hearts of each and every one of us that we have love within us and we have love that we're deserving to claim for us in any capacity whether it's love for a neighbor love for a dear friend love for a partner love for a parent a child or family member a coworker associate or even an enemy that you've now forgiven that the transgressions have been forgiven that there was formerly a foe but now you've forgiven them and now you have love for that enemy or that foe in a safe realm that's safe and conducive for yourself any element of love because that is the there's that arbitration of that love in the sector of our mind our body our spirit in every capacity that love is truly the most supernatural power and we can speak in different theological components of Jesus of Buddha of the Shekinah of all yet in the universal language of regardless of what one believes in or doesn't believe in love is truly the supernatural power the embodiment of that sacred medicine that our mind body soul needs and even in previous incarnations and if you don't believe in previous incarnation that's fine however in any realm from the inception of your life here on planet earth up until this present moment there's undoubtedly the power the supernatural ultimate divinity that is unparalleled of the sacred virtue of love and so when we work with that power of love there's so much to integrate and love yes can have its opposite side the dual you know the dualistic components the duality um there's also the the shadow side of love which I'll get into of course and the shadow side of everything in this realm in this third dimensional realm and also in the universal the galactic realm the celestial realm and in the heavens there's a necessity for the counterparts to create balance and in such that necessity there is that desire to seek a healthy joyful balance where we can be respective to the contrary and when we have the polar opposites let's say the yin and the yang right and taoism and so 
We have yin, which represents the feminine, yang, which is the masculine. Yet they're two highly contradicting parts and elements, yet they really need one another to exist. They require one another to exist. And there are so many imbalances in the world that are far, far, far on the extreme spectrum of imbalance that really need to be modified. And yes, we can't control everything that happens, but we can start within, we can start within ourselves. And so when, and I'll speak of more of that as the show continues for today's transmission. So all of that, apply that with our retrogrades that we're going through at this present moment. And Yes, and actually I wanted to say that we do have a blue moon in Pisces, by the way. So it's Virgo season, so happy Virgo season. Um, Yet there is a beautiful blue moon in Pisces. And actually, if you know or you didn't know, this is the second full moon in this month of August. So on August 30th, there will be the Pisces blue moon. And Pisces represents the ethereal, the dreamy. It's ruled by Neptune, so there's a lot of galactic emotional forces that can, you know, coincide with each and every one of us. Yet there's also that illustrious dream and that don't give up on your dreams and to really impart your creativity as well. And just be mindful of your emotions because in that anytime there's a full moon, anytime there's, again, a cycle that affects us, the lunar cycles. And so... The cycle within us and the cycle that's externally, there is a perfect symmetry and a perfect harmony in that way that's organically. And that's where it might seem imbalanced, the illusion of imbalance, but it's actually a necessity to balance us out. And this is the planetary realm under God's creation. This is our galactic kingdom that we're all imparted and in relation to. And so when we do consider the subconscious, right? We can consider the subconscious mind whenever we're presented with a cycle, and especially if there's a lunar impartation, a lunar influence, of course, the planetary influences. So all of these, even with in conjunction with the external realm, with the third dimensional realm in the material world in which we are contending with other human beings, other human beings that work with us, that are our partners, our friends, our family. However, uh, matter that is in which relation they are to us we have to, much to contend with and when we walk through the world we have a high degree of sensitivity and there are those that are even more hypersensitive than others by design um, maybe perhaps by their karmic design their purpose their journey their dharma on planet earth and some people have a delayed onset of that hypersensitivity in the way of the spirit realm. And I'm not speaking and referring to psychological hypersensitivity. I'm speaking in the deep realm of empathy and compassion and the sensitivities and the proclivities to be very much alert to the realm of the spiritual embodiment of being a spiritual being living and existing upon planet Earth with fellow human beings and the creature kingdom, and also with the interdimensional beings that reside with us and around us and observe us, our starseed kingdom, and many of the angelic realms that walk with us, that are within us, that 
work individually with us and many of those outer planetary realms too that we can work with when we can see when we can feel and so when there are those that have a later onset of being in the receiving mode of that hypersensitivity and spiritual psychospiritual manner it can just appear out of left field someone could be 50 years old and never had a proclivity towards anything of the divine or spiritual or anything and the signals start to come through to them and they come in at ultra speed at these nanosecond like speeds and these increments and it is the massive ascension for that individual so it's never too late if one is saying that they've never experienced that and maybe it's too late for them no 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 it's never too late for you if you so desire this there's a reason you desire it for the right reason and when you desire it for the right reason it will eventually come to you at your own individual divine time because we all have our unique timelines here on planet earth we all have our unique timelines in the celestial kingdom and in god's timing in the universal time of all of us and so if you have a an interest an intrigue and you were waiting for your moment fret not because if the fact that you have an intrigue and an interest just means that you're priming yourself to be ready to receive when those beautiful moments occur to you if perhaps it's the first time that you actually have a visitation from an otherworldly being um an off-planetary being um any any type of angelic or any type of perhaps even an ancestral visitation or a beloved that's passed on an animal that you love that's passed on or even in the creature kingdom realm we have spirit animals that work with us spirit animals that reside and live around us and work with us and help us and we have our garden angels and i can talk on on and on about that as well however when we are here upon this world we are not alone and each and every one of us prior to our birth prior to each birth each incarnation or if you believe in just one birth essentially there's one truth that each and every one of us from billions of years prior to our existence we were determined to be present here there is a predetermination for us to exist and to have a contract here a soul contract here on this planet at this time in this epoch in this realm and everyone around us everyone around us especially people who seem to come and go in cycles or those have that have perhaps um committed a transgression upon you or provided benefic acts of love and benevolence and happy joy to you there's that law of supply and the law of increase the law of divine order and every single contract even if someone is intermittently in and out of that contract within your realm there are lessons for each of the individuals to learn and lessons for the soul to learn and also lessons for the soul to heal as well so we hear of and we we know of post traumatic stress disorder yes and that's a very real 
uh, and very serious discussion. However, there's also the progress from that. So there are many impartations that we receive throughout this realm. And when we notice these cycles in the realm, and this is how the retrogrades affect us because we have these literally subconscious thoughts that come through. And when we think of the moon, the moon is very mental and very emotional. And the tides, if you notice the tides of the moon, the lunar cycles, you think of werewolves and you know, the witches' covens and the, the wolves and, you know, the cats and the dogs and the owls. And it's just a magical time, right? But when there's that illumination, the moon, what it reveals, and there's the dark side of the moon and the cycles of the moon. <clears throat> so we also have our dark cycles of ourselves and also dark cycles of others to contend with our shadow selves. And so when we have these impartations, the downloads of the divine, that is when we seek, what does that impression entail? What does that psychic impression entail? What is that external knowledge? Where is that aligning from? Where is that coming from? How is it affecting me in this moment? How do I utilize this in the moment? So <clears throat> back to the Pisces and in that Piscean moonbeam timeframe, August 30th, that there might be an interesting time for you to do a prayer, to do a ritual. If you pray all day, that's great. If you do manifestation all day, if you chant all day, you know, whatever is respective to your natural daily tributes to God, tribute to your belief system. However, during these new, let's say, cycles, there's always that time to revisit and to renew ourselves. And so, Think of it with this blue Piscean moon that you can integrate further psychic impressions also to, uh, you can also feel and assimilate to any kind of psychic attributes you feel or uh, heightened senses of, you know, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, anything. Or even if you notice that your feelings are a little more empathic or you're feeling a little out of body, then sit with it, journal pray about it, talk about it with a trusted friend. But there are many, many um, elements that do coincide. And as in the previous two shows, as I mentioned, that I was discussing Venus in retrograde. So I wanted to just remind everyone, because I said it before, but we presently have seven planets in retrograde. And that consists of, of course, our lovely Venus, our lovely Mercury and Jupiter, very benevolent, beautiful planet of expansion. Saturn, our father planet, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Pluto is the underworld, Persephone, everything. And that's I can talk about that more another time. And yes, it is a planet, um, even if they've tried to take it away. So anyhow, um, when we have retrogrades, as you may or may not know, and I'll lovingly remind those that don't know, that it's essentially when a retrograde it, it appears as if the planet is moving backwards or it's in reverse. And so we do all know that planets move in one direction. And so it's, they're called elliptical paths. And so in the elliptical path that's around the sun, when we here upon earth view the planets, 
that they appear to be in reverse. However, that's the illusion. It's only from an earthly perspective that it seems to be working in reverse. However, it's the shadow side, just like we have. It's our solar cycle, just like how the planets have their solar system. We also have our own interior solar systems because we are from the sun. We are from stars. We are from the matter. We are all unified. And so when, let's say, for instance, that, okay, Mercury is essentially closest to the sun. It's also closest to the earth. It happens to just have the, like a small orbit. However, it is interestingly enough closest to all the planets, the sun and the earth more than the other planets. And Venus, most of the time, half of the time it's far away from us, but some of the time it's close to us. And so there's that kind of elusive pattern, Venus planet. So, you know, when we have the the time lapse and we see it's the shadow it's also a reflection of going in reverse but when we look at our own patterns do we retrace our steps do we go back in reverse are we regressing are we readdressing something from the past are we revisiting what are we really doing during those times is there a cycle is someone returning from the past to come into the present is there some unfinished business from even a past life um, or even in a project that one's doing or something they really wanted to achieve and to Im- try to implement in their life and accomplish? And this is that time to revisit, restructure, reorganize. And also with Virgo season, reorganization, restructure, that is, you know, prime speaking to the choir there with that as it's all about love, organization, and also fairness. There's also a lot of benevolence with that. Um, sometimes the Virgo sign <clears throat> doesn't always get the best reputation due to its uh, sensibilities, but it's only out of love. And so um, in addition to that, though, you know, as I was saying, that Venus spends a lot of its time away from Earth. And so when, you know, we can talk about the... The, the Mercury planet, how it is, okay, Venus is the ruler of love and beauty and finances, and there's so much in the aesthetic realm and so much with our self-care, self-love realm, and also with our introduction to how do we perceive ourselves, right? A reintroduction to ourselves, and then we have the new introduction. So when we speak of Mercury, which is the planet of communication the messenger god i mean it really really can affect all of us with our telecommunication our transportation contracts so much and also conflicts some things as you have noticed sometimes there's things that occur such as breakups such as um, reunions so many mistakes mishappens but there are the shadow phases that are within the shadow. So there's always give it a two week prior and a two week post because there's the, those are very important to consider. But when you look at the self love with Venus and then you look at the self love connection with Mercury, there's a lot to coincide with that in the communication realm. So if you have this element of, I would say, 
when we communicate, do we communicate with love, authority? Do we communicate with assertiveness, confidence, respect? Or do we communicate with uh, the shadow side of fear, uh, passiveness to a degree? Uh, do we have doubt, self-doubt, self-hatred, self-loathing in that communication realm? And this can be, there are people out there who could be highly assertive, yet when they speak to their mother-in-law, they become the most passive individual ever. And you say, where is your voice? You used to roar like a lion. Where are you? Um, now, I'm not being disrespectful to anyone or minimizing anyone because this affects all of us, myself included, yet there are elements to really, really reflect upon and to be aware of because how you speak to yourself, this is what I'm concluding to, is that when you speak to yourself, are you speaking to yourself with self-love, with self-care, with that authority of yourself, with that inner confidence, even if the world might not treat you that way at times, you start to treat yourself that way and the world starts to shift from the mirror of yourself. And so, again, many of you know or you don't know, but I'll just say that in the aspect of Mercury, in it is, it's just a, an enlightenment here that you have the aspects of re, redo, revisit, reinstate, resolve reawaken, realign, reconstruct, you know, um, like a phoenix. And so, you know, there's so much more that we as humans behold in our inner solar system that we are constantly in flux of these cycles and these rhythms that I was mentioning and the themes that come up. And so in our emotional and our psycho-spiritual realm, physically, energetically, there is so much that is also residing within our karmic cycles. When, so when we attune more so to that, uh, let's say, recalibrating, again, revisiting, readjusting, the tweaking, and whatever is necessary to readjust, when we're in that reflection, reassessment, and that reconfiguring, reimagining, reinventing yourself mode. And so that's why these retrogrades are truly, um, I would say, incredible for the integration when we reassess our lives and we have that renewal. And so there's also that reconditioning, reprogramming, you know, um, saying goodbye to the old and saying hello to the new self. And that's a cycle that's always welcome and encouraged as long as it is in a positive manner. And so typically, when you do have the Mercury retrograde ongoing, and this right now is going on from now until around October 7th, give or take the shadow phases as well, that, you know, it's also occurring in Virgo. And so that's definitely a sign of order and also a sign of perfection and love and details, 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 meticulousness to the max. And, you know, yes, people do have their different, their sun signs and they do have their different planets and different houses and, and planets that do affect how they are as a particular sign. Yet there's, in the baseline of that, that's truly what's consistent, no matter what. There's that, that, that element of meticulousness and order that's going to exist no matter what. And this, this particular Mercury retrograde does affect those more so in Gemini and Virgo right now. 
And Gemini and Virgo are ruled by Mercury planets, so that's why it has a little more of a hyper effect upon those more so than the other, but it does affect everyone in general. So, so basically, when we look at this particular time in our lives in this planetary structure, and we look at our elements of self-love and the empowerment of ourselves that utilize this Venus retrograde, utilize this Mercury retrograde, utilize all the retrogrades at present to find that balance that when we have the messenger god, Mercury, right? And we have also the elements of articulation, communication, uh, saying what you want, saying what you feel, getting your point across, addressing the matter with self-respect. Yes, but also respect for the other, We're, you know, depending upon circumstance, of course, because there's sometimes there's a need for a mediation. Yes, but... Um, this is time to check in. And so when you take the time to remind yourself of your superconscious mind, and that's also the cosmic aspects that we are all literally vital energy. And so when you remind yourself that you are vital energy and there are the electrical impulses by God's master design and our thought forms and our thought forms are so precise. I'm sure that any one of you have ever said to yourself, my God, I actually thought something and I made it happen, good or not so good, right? So thought forms are very, very, very profound. And our consciousness is truly beyond capable of doing, manifesting, praying for, healing, and literally creating anything if we so allow it to be. If we have the divine formula within us to compensate for or to create that structure, and sometimes we don't even know what the divine formula is, it just occurs, yet there's always a divine formula for everything that lives within us, because we are divine beings. And in essence, when we're resonating from our starseed realm, and again, I'm going to say that as a reminder that we are multidimensional beings, so we're always in symphony and working in this beautiful conjunction, this relatable sphere of our heavenly bodies, the celestial realm. And so reminding again that each and every one of you, reminding all of you that we're magnificent in creation and, and also that the cosmic forces that we do produce with our own very own thought forms. So there's that cosmic radiation. So when I speak of cosmic radiation, that we do radiate thought forms out into the ethers of our feelings, of everything at once, perhaps, of a positive thought form or a negative thought form or a neutral thought form. It just depends what's going on in your world and what you're contending with, of course, right? However, everything that we do experience and everything that we Posit into the universe does reflect back upon us. And so, as we contribute our thoughts, we contribute our feelings, we contribute our karma into the fields of existence, there's a memory system. There's a divine memory there that exists. And so, when we have a personal and also our collective achievement, let's say that we have collective achievements, 
those collective achievements contribute on a total paramount scale to all realities. And so when we, and I, I could say accomplishments. So when we speak of accomplishments, our gifts, our gifts to each other, our gifts to ourselves, our gifts to the world, right? And so we classify that as victories. Our victories are gifts. If we feed a stray animal, that's a gift. If we house and help a homeless person, that's a gift. If we help somebody that needed help, that's a gift. That's a victory when we do it altruistically, unconditionally, without a desire to receive a reward for that, where we just do it for God. We do it for the love of the universe. We just do it to be a nice, good human being. However, what we're drawn to when we give, or if we even help someone with their English, or we help them, you know, learn something new, or we just help them fix a a tire or cook for them or clean for them, whatever it might be, anything that you do, that you posit a positive intention, a positive action, that's a victory. It's a gift back into the realm of the universal kingdom, regardless of if that person says thank you or if they do something horrible to you later, like they just continue to try to just take you for granted. That's a whole different story. But it's your intention. The fact that your intention was pure and of benevolence that's a victory in the eyes of the kingdom, the eyes of God, the eyes of the universal realm. And so there is that victory that is beholden to the self in which that pattern returns back to that person in many ways, in a hundredfold, perhaps, let's say. So they fed an animal just because they wanted to. No one's looking, right? God's looking always. Universe is looking. Karma is always looking, right? But then one day they might need something and someone just gives them the most magnificent dinner. You know, it just, things happen. That's just in a very simple way to give that as an example, but those are sacred gifts. So the sacred gifts of the divine that provide the frequencies that coincide with our cosmic force. And it truly does have a correlation with what we posit because what we posit also creates a spiritual transformation upon earth amongst humanity and so oh we have a call hello 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 welcome to the beyond earth show hi ray i i um talked to you last time uh, your last show my name is agatha hello agatha it's a pleasure great um i've been loving your series your astrological series and i've i've learned so much your show is my favorite it's I listen uh, every two weeks and really, really love it. And I've told some friends about it. That I've learned so much. Thank you. Oh, but my I had pleasure. a question that wasn't that directly. Me. Oh, sure. Oh, good. Sure. I had a question, but it's not. It's not astrological. Uh, if that's oh, okay, absolutely. I can ask you could ask me anything you like. Anything you like. Great. Thank you. I, I know that you've spoken before about uh, spirit guides, and I was interested in, in communicating with my spirit guides, and I wanted to know what. Uh, practices besides meditation might better increase my chances or, or make the energy channels more open to receiving things, signals or some type of a, a communication, whether conscious or, or unconscious, with my spirit guides? Absolutely. I'll be happy to help you with that. In fact, um, 
perhaps I should do, I was planning on doing a show actually dedicated to that at some point. So um, the first thing that I would recommend is that um, with your spirit guides, we have many spirit guides, but I do want to say this, that prior to your birth, prior to all of us that exist today, that prior to, let's say your physical existence, we're talking eons Mm -hmm. ago, there's been a designated garden angel directed and created exactly for you, awaiting your time of birth, awaiting when you come into this realm, awaiting when you come into this world. No matter how long one lives, no matter how long one might not make it out of utero, if they die in utero, let's say, they still have a garden angel pointed to them. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So having that knowledge first is very important for you to get to the next phase of implementation of speaking with your spirit guides because so when you have the awareness of your present individual unique garden angel that no one else um has access to just you unless someone's praying for you and they connect with their garden angel to your garden that's a whole different realm but this is specifically designed for you this particular being is designed just mm-hmm. for you to lead you through this realm, this journey, this particular time frame in this time space continuum of your existence. And so when you can just speak silently, telepathically in your inner mind, you can write it down. You can just declare, you know, please, dear garden angel, please present yourself to me. I want to feel you. I want to see you. I want to hear you. And that's all you do. And you do that every day for at least two weeks. And what starts Mm -hmm, to happen is that there's a reveal that starts to incur within you and that the reveal starts to emanate where you suddenly feel perhaps, and this is different, the case is different with everyone. And sometimes the case can be synonymous, can be very similar, just depends upon the person and their connection. doesn't mean the connection is not there. The connection is absolutely there. There's a connection for everyone here on planet Earth. No, no matter what they've done, they have a garden angel. However, this gets you to your spirit guides. So when you have that connection, you try your best to speak. Just say hi for two weeks straight. Literally, you could do 10 days, 14 days. And just say, hello, hello, I wish to see you. I wish to hear you. I wish to feel you, my guardian angel. And you only say guardian angel. You don't have to say a name. We don't have a dominion over their names. So you can just say I'm a garden angel because this garden angel okay. knows exactly who you are. And then what you do is this. You can visualize if you meditate, if you do yoga, if you do exercise, if you do anything. You can do anything that is conducive to your preference. However, I recommend that you clear your energy around you if you can. This is my, my recommendation, mm-hmm. that you surround yourself with the holy light or even the violet flame of St. Germain. I can do a show on that too, but the, if you surround yourself with um, the supernatural protective light of God, of the universal realm, whatever you want to call it, but you just surround yourself with universal light, rainbows, mm-hmm. violet color, sapphire, emerald, anything you want, or just silver, white, you can I've surround yourself. Light, so that's great. Perfect. Perfect then you envision that, you invoke that within you, that amethyst light, that violet light. And then you can do it even in a matter of seconds. You can do this in a matter of just moments. It doesn't have to be this full-drawn ritual. 
doesn't have to be. If you want it to be, great, but it doesn't have to be. And so what you do is you just invoke and you say, okay, I'm protected. Please, guardian angel, come through, which is somewhat ironic because your guardian angel does protect you, but your guardian angel protects you even more so when you connect with them because when you engage with them, they start to become more activated and more excited and more exalted and thrilled to serve you and help you. And so, yes, and that's exactly what they do. And then help bring in your spirit guides and everyone else that wants to be there with you because they are the conduit. They are the catalyst. They are literally the keys of the kingdom because they're assigned by God. They're assigned by the heavenly realms. They're assigned by divine ordinance to do their task specifically for you. And then any spiritual defects, anything that comes up, they help you with that, protecting you from that, even if it's ancestrally, generationally, something that you never even did, something from 200 years ago or a thousand years, whatever it might be, that there's that protection. There's that extra hedge of protection. It's a garrison. Think of your guardian angel as a garrison of love and protection and that no energy can come through when your guardian angel is in you think of Great. your angel like a best friend and it, and just to be specific that when you do that and you start to notice you maybe you hear songs on the radio maybe you see flickering lights maybe you actually can have a fragrance of something or you smell roses or you smell coffee you smell tobacco even indian tobacco it doesn't matter there's different realms and then pay attention to the elements and then feel that more. And then once you feel that connection, then you can start to say, okay, my spirit guides, I would love to connect with you also. And that's one simple good way that's very effective for you mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Does that help? Yes, it does. And uh, like I, I, when I have this uh, internal dialogue, I would, I would let them know that I'm, I'm ready to receive. Like I'm, like I'm a, uh, it's a good time. I feel very open to any guidance that they want to offer. Like those are the kind of That's messages that I would send to them. Beautiful. Okay, great. Yeah, that does uh, help very much. Thank you. I, I, I just had a feeling that you'd be able to answer my question. Thank you so much. I, okay. I yes, definitely am so a fan welcome. of the show. Oh, we that makes my whole you. day. You are so wonderful. <laughs> I appreciate you. And you can call in. I'm happy for your call anytime. If whenever you like to call. I don't know call. if you remember and... talking to me last time. Do, do you remember I do remember you. Great. Okay. I don't, I don't want to clog up I your airways. You. No, no. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. And, thank you. Um, thank you I'm so much. I'm do something more on that for you. And then if you have any uh, other questions in the future, I'm always here. Sometimes I, uh, well, always I take some notes during the, during the transmission, but some, I'll refer back to them throughout the, you know, the next, uh, week two weeks before your next show and things i didn't understand sometimes become have become clear by then it's it's amazing how so many times i'll refer back and i understand something that, that maybe i didn't understand before wow it's been tremendously well, helpful oh i'm so pleased to hear that and you know yes you know that's why i always say repetition is wisdom because sometimes when we uh, see, hear and read something. We can read it 100 times or hear it 100 times, right? And mm-hmm. then in that divine moment of where our conscious stream is in accordance with that and it aligns in that exact moment, then it just makes that clarity even more so. Even if Completely. we could hear so That's why and every time you read or you hear something, 
it might affect you differently at different stages of your life, even the matter of a week, right? So, so that's a very um, well. Thank you so much for, for all that yes. you do. I really love the show. Thank you. You made my whole day. Thank yes. you so much. <laughs> have a good weekend. Bye. And have a beautiful day. Thank you, Agatha. You Bye. And thank you. That was Agatha. Um, so I appreciate any calls. That's uh, very lovely. Anytime anyone would like to call and to have an inquiry or to make uh, any type of um, comment upon anything that we're discussing or even something I'm not discussing, I'm always open and accepting calls for the show. And so um, what I was referring to, and you know, garden angels and spirit guides, tremendous, tremendous cosmic radiation there, tremendous forces in which truly though, that this might be the opportune time to just um, exhibit this, that, you know, I'm actually just going to give a quote from Isaiah for Agatha and any one of you out there that is in the realm of your garden angel or in your spirit guide realm that you're wanting to connect. So this quote, and I'm going to quote it the best I can, if it's not verbatim, forgive me in advance. Yet when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. And so I believe that's the closest I can to verbatim. It might be verbatim, but I'm not sure. So, but it's when you turn to the right and when you turn to the left, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. Think of that. Think of that. And that's again, Isaiah, that's 3021. And if you consider that, that when you hear the voice and you hear it, when you turn to the right, you turn to the left and you hear it from behind you. And it says, this is the way walk in it. Now, my goodness, that that's an interpretation that can be divulge further into about what could the connotation be of that, but that's in that recourse, direct guidance from spirit, from the Holy Spirit, from your higher realm, from a higher source, right? From a higher super consciousness, from a stream, from the angelic realm, from the celestial being realm, right? And so when we hear the music of the spheres, when we hear the the kingdom and the choir, and the voice that resides within us and around us to lead us and guide us. Hence our journey. We have our journey of the soul, each and every one of us, that we are not sent here alone. None of us are sent here alone. We are sent here with guidance. We are sent here with a best friend. We might not always be able to see and feel and hear, yet when we engage actively with our garden angel and we open the realms to our additional spirit guides, we are never alone. We're never truly alone. If we were to be able to tangibly see through the veil, beyond the veil of all circumstances at all times, we would literally have the most grandiose celebration of our existence that we 
might feel alone in despair, have a dark night of the soul, um, again, part of our shadow selves. And when we turn within to reflect and to really conjure those feelings, those deep emotions, the unhealed trauma, the unrecognized previous trauma, the unhealed, previously unhealed uh, transgressions, the pain that others have caused, or we even caused ourselves, right? Even in those darkest moments, we're not alone. We are definitely not alone. We have been assigned, each and every one of us, a guardian angel, billions of years before our birth. And so, and we are in accordance. We are in this divine communion constantly. And if we could even see through the veil for even a nanosecond, for even a glimpse, and those that can see through the veil, and even those that can see through it slightly or on a larger scale, there's so much in the restitution of the soul that we have these unlimited possibilities and unlimited capabilities that you know, we are truly limitless beings. We are full of potential if we allow it. So when you're open and you're receptive to God's guidance, your angel's guidance, your uh, celestial guidance, your higher source guidance, Buddha's guidance, however you want to classify that for you, you truly embody being able to live your best life now. And so when we, when Agatha was asked about guardian angels um, and spirit guides, you know, it's there's that emotional awareness that comes forth. And so when we ignite that emotional awareness and we engage with our guardian angel and our spirit guides, then we become even more activated. And so there's the new degrees of that emotional awareness and the sensitivities that truly further enhance our, let's say, our, our, our psycho-spiritual realm, our psychic sensitivities, our empathy increases, our compassion increases. And the integration takes place on a new understanding of ourselves. And whatever is respective to your own personal sphere of power that you work with to create, to manifest whatever you intend to desire and to truly direct your energy toward, that's where your thought forms go. So if your thought forms want to go to your spirit guides, your guardian angel and say, please help direct me, counsel me, please help direct and guide me, govern and assist me, thank you. Simple, simple expressions like that from your heart, from your mind, from your soul that truly convey that you have an allegiance with a profoundly, profoundly beyond hyper-intelligent, all-knowing being designated, precisely created and designated just for you and you alone. And yes, your guardian angel can work with other individuals' guardian angels if they so agree to do so. If I'm praying for the sharks and I'm praying to the guardian angel of the Cousteau family or Marilyn Clark or Ocean Ramsey or all those amazing individuals that are 
conserving sharks and marine life and all the endangered species of the world. If I pray to Jane Goodall's garden angel, right? David Attenborough's garden angel, anybody. I'm just giving examples using the animal kingdom. If I ask my garden angel to work and, and please, I request that you help the animals of the kingdom. I know we can't save all of them, but please, can we make an effort? Can we create a divine accordance to save them, right? So my garden angel, I request to help and seek the counsel and allegiance with the animal kingdom garden angel, right? They work together. And then there's a celebration of where we're together. We were ordered, we were requested. And so the same thing goes with even for love relationships, with family relationships, with that if you want to invoke and seek the help and guidance of your garden angel, your spirit guides, right? If there's a contention, perhaps a long-standing element of discord, uh, this long tumult that exists, un unfortunately, between yourself and perhaps, let's just say, a family member, like a sister, or even a, a lover, right? That, well, you talk to your guardian angel and you say, dear guardian angel, please help and assist me with this. And can you please talk to their guardian angel? Because this is out of my control. I relinquish all control and I just surrender it. I just surrender it to a higher intelligent being of supernatural powers. What's wrong with that, right? I mean, that is not amazing that we have a best friend that's on our side that will work with us when we have allegiance and when we engage and we make them happy because we do good things, we try our best. And therefore, that engagement, you're positing again cosmic radiation, you're cause, you know, you're positing the cosmic radiation of thought forms in the positive way, even to your garden angel to help another being or another source of disarray, or even for the cause of goodness uh, in the end of it all, where everything is in harmony, but you want to create and pray for that harmony to continue to exist and be prolonged, right? So there's much to that, and I'll be happy to convey more of that and to speak more upon that in upcoming shows, of course, but it's a very beautiful topic that I love to discuss. And so, you know, what I was saying earlier before closing, um, that with the balance of ourselves, when we have the yin and the yang and the energies and the grounding, there's a necessity in that. And so when we really reflect upon our inner balance, our interior life, and again, I'm actually just going to say it, when we connect with the cosmos and the cosmic energy of the heavens and the heavenly sphere, that we do create a greater stimulation with a greater communication for ourselves and that we receive it all on a cellular level. And so on that cellular level that we have, we do transmute generational defects, ancestral defects, ancestral declines anything, but our spirit guides from our ancestral realm can come forth. Our spirit guides from our existing incarnation, if we lost a dearly beloved best friend that was like a brother to you, he's still here with you. 
in the spirit realm as your spirit guide working in allegiance with your own garden angel so there are different ways to look at things but at the end of the day there's the universal language of love and a universal language of the providence of god's kingdom your kingdom your karmic realm and so i wanted to close with that First of all, thank you for all of you that participate. And thank you, Agatha, for calling. Thank you so much. And again, happy birthday to my dearest friend, Jaime. And so I just want to say that continue to be open and receptive to God's guidance, to live your best life now, that when you're at the crossroads and you want to seek your future, whatever is best in the good fortune of yourself, that you are divinely guided always. Seek your guardian angel, seek your spirit guides, and please know that through God and the comfort of our creator, that you are loved, you are protected, and so very magically blessed, always and forever. And I appreciate your presence today for this transmission of the Beyond Earth show, and I am your host, Ray Trujillo. It's a privilege and an honor, and I will be back in two weeks' time, and I look forward to speaking with all of you again. Thank you so much. Bye.